Hey, this is Kat Kahn from Knoxville, Tennessee. And Tanya Rice from Minneapolis, Minnesota. We are grateful you've joined us. And we cannot wait to share with you the musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learn, laugh, and enjoy. And we hope you will share with us any of your comments or questions. Without further ado, this is Two Pittas on a Pod. Hi, Kat. Hey, Tanya. How the hell are you? I'm just fabulous. 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 What makes you fabulous? Well, had a little self-care time today. Went and got a facial, which I never go get a facial, but I have to say it was pretty darn awesome. Pretty darn awesome. Yeah. I am maybe not a good facial person. I've had one. I cried through it. Oh, no. And I actually had them stop halfway through. Why? I literally was like, okay, you need to stop now. What happened? Did it hurt? And she was like, I could make it better. I'm so sorry. And I'm like, nope, it's not you. Like, I literally just do not want you to do this anymore. Wow. I don't know. A trigger? This was, uh, I don't know. This was like a face massage for me, but it felt really good. So, yeah, I was like in snooze land for 90 minutes. (laughs) Sounds fantastic. It was great because when I get a massage, I don't know. A trigger for me. Maybe it's one of my boundaries. Maybe I don't don't want someone all up in your face. Yeah. It, It didn't work for me. No. Yeah. When I get a massage, it's not, I don't get a massage to relax. I get a massage for them to fix something that's hurting. But for facial, it's just like relaxing time. That's why I don't do it very often. I mean, I think I've ever, this is the second one, the second real facial I've ever had in my life. I love it. Good for you. That's what I did. So I'm still kind of glowing. Glowy, glowy. (laughs) All right. What are we talking about today? We are talking about an important subject. We're talking about boundaries and understanding how to set those personal limits and just talking about how essential that is for building and maintaining healthy relationships, not with just with others, but with ourselves too. And how many of us can say in our lifetime that we were either involved with someone, related to someone, worked with someone who even Either we did not have safe boundaries with or they did not have safe boundaries that we know somebody who doesn't have safe boundaries. I mean, like, and, oh, yeah. And although maybe the term safe boundaries hasn't maybe been around as long as the occurrence of unsafe boundaries has existed. <laughs> But, you know, I mean, I I know that when I was growing up as a teenager, it wasn't like, hey, this is not a safe boundary. Like, (laughs) maybe we said you crossed the line here or, you know, like we maybe had different terms for it, but it was all that same intelligence. Like, and some people I, I do have to say, I love talking about boundaries because I feel like they're so important. But some people use that as a way to just end a discussion or to shut you up. If there's, and and I, so I don't like it when people misuse boundaries. And I think a lot of times people really don't know what they are. They feel like that it's like, this is a brick wall that I'm putting up and you're not going to cross it. And for some people that might be for some things and there's not a problem with that, but boundaries are not rigid lines drawn in the sand for everyone to see. They're just a way for us to take care of ourselves. And when we understand how to set and maintain healthy boundaries, you can avoid feelings of resentment or disappointment or angry when you feel like these limits are being pushed too much. Yeah, certainly. And to your point, like misusing boundaries can actually gaslight people too. Like, Mm -hmm. so it's, it, it, there is is definitely, you know, that fine line. But I think for the focus of what we're going to be talking about, it's really about setting healthy boundaries, how and why and what's the advantage and, Mm -hmm. you know, what does it look like? 
right? Some mm-hmm. examples, etc. So yeah. I think it is really super important because having safe boundaries can help to diffuse situations. Mm-hmm. It does require us to be able to self-advocate. It does require us to be a little bit assertive, you know, like, hey, this isn't this is not a safe conversation for me. And I acknowledge mm-hmm. you feel that way. I feel this way. And you know, we have to have a line or a boundary between us or even behavior, whether it's conversation, but maybe it's like, no, this is this is my safe bubble and you've crossed a boundary here too, or whatever. But it also has to come from a place of compassion for ourselves, but also for the recipient as well. And then in that too is we have to also be willing to reciprocate. Like if we've said this is our boundary and the person that we're speaking to says this is their boundary, like we have to also be able to hear and, you know, be like, okay, I could see where that is a boundary for you as well. And I'm sorry that I crossed it because sometimes Mm -hmm. we're the ones who have, you know, we're the ones who are crossing someone else's boundaries. It's not always just and completely completely unaware. And you know, there's a real range of boundaries too. You can range from being really rigid and strict to like almost non-existent. And if you have more rigid boundaries, you might find that you keep people at a distance or you are very detached. Even with intimate partners, you have very few close relationships or you avoid close relationships. If you have very loose or open boundaries, and I have found myself in this camp pretty often, well, I guess in both camps, but can get too involved with others' problems. You find it difficult to say no to requests. You overshare personal information and you seek to please others for fear of rejection. So a person with healthy boundaries, though, understands that making their expectations clear helps because it helps to establish what behavior you will accept from other people and what behavior other people can accept for you. So you might share some information appropriately, but not too middle, not too little or not too much. And you understand what your personal needs and wants are and how to communicate that well without leaving people guessing like, well, I don't know what the hell do you want? But um, you value your own opinions and you accept it when others tell you no. And sometimes people can't accept it when people tell them no. A hundred percent. And, you know, like to your point, like all, all all of the things that you're referring to, I like that you say sometimes people don't accept your nose. Sometimes we don't accept other people's nose. We're right. Like, but, 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 you know, like, <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, uh, let me just finish. Uh, right. Um. But like with that too is like knowing and understanding, like you said, rigid or non-rigid. Like, is this a boundary that maybe I have set, but now I set it because of person A, B, C, or D. And now with person E, maybe I need to renegotiate what I feel is that comfortable line. And and it's maybe always moving. And although you might have a person say, well, your boundaries are so inconsistent. Yes and no. Like, and that is also my right, like 100% with, with Jim and Joe, the line is here. But with Bob and Susie, the line is here. And it's because I feel safer with Bob and Susie than I do mm-hmm. with Jim and Joe. Like, right. right. So there also has to be a little give and take too. And, you know, so sometimes rigidity might cost you relationships where maybe you could have softened those lines a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. And it is your prerogative. Yeah. You, you get to set those. Yeah. And yeah. so no one else can tell you what are okay boundaries, you know? Yeah. So. 
Absolutely. It is very personal. And that's a thing. We, when we do this episode, we're really talking about it from a personal standpoint. And we also need to acknowledge that this maybe doesn't fit for everybody who's going to listen because perhaps they're in a different culture or they have different religious beliefs or the social context is, is no, this is the line and boundary for everyone in the group right? We're talking about specifically personal boundaries that we get the choice to set. Whereas Mm -hmm. sometimes we're in environments where the boundaries are written for us, like jobs Mm -hmm. or, you know, social environments too. So, well, and we're not psychologists. So if you do need a lot more, uh, if you need a lot more help with this, if you really struggle with this and seek some professional help, Tanya and I just love to share things that we're passionate about, things that she and I talk about. About with each other all the time, but we don't, we're not, you know, we're not the experts. So no, sometimes we're much, experts, so aren't we? <laughs> we? We are experts at many things, but, but we're also expert at saying, get some help with you. Yeah. <laughs> and we're also expert at saying, we got this out of research and maybe that research has already been undone. And, you know, there's new research on top of it. Like, it, it is a science. And if you know something better than we do, please let us know. But with that, remember that the most important piece to setting boundaries is that really what we're doing is we're trying to build a rapport of appropriate behavior that keeps both parties safe. It's oh, not I love that. only I, for yeah. my safety, but it's for both of our safety. I love the way you just said that. That was that's I can't perfect. Take credit for it. That, oh. <laughs> came up, that came up positivepsychology.com. Uh-huh. Just saying but yeah. yeah and it is really crucial both for self-care and positive relationships mm-hmm. like it just is yeah so now you had some different types of boundaries we were going to talk about too and I, I know I had some and I bet they probably overlap so we'll just both blab about them okay well let's run down the types okay <laughs> I, was, I was wasn't gonna head there but let's go there so one type of boundary is time a boundary of this is the time we plan to meet And this is how long we plan to meet. And that is a boundary that keeps everyone safe. You and I would also say that that goes right along with the Yama Astaya and not stealing people's time, right? Mm -hmm. So it's setting a boundary of time. If we say we're meeting at 2.30, we're meeting at 2.30. And if we say we're meeting for one hour, we're meeting for one hour. Now, again, that's a boundary that maybe for Jim and Joe is a solid boundary, but maybe for Bob and Susie, I can make that a less stringent boundary boundary because I'd be like, oh yeah, like we finished our work in an hour. Now let's visit for 30 minutes. Like, right. Mm -hmm. Like maybe that boundary shifts, but if it needs to be a rigid boundary, this is one of those things. Class starts at the studio at nine 30. If you show up at nine 32 and the door is locked, we're sorry, but we had, you know, 10 people waiting in the classroom who were there on time and they get the class at 9.30, right? Those are rigid boundaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the first one is time. At least, again, I got this off positive psychology. I didn't make this stuff up. <laughs> Number two is a mental boundary that I have the right to my thoughts, 
that they, my thoughts have value and that I have the right to my opinions and my opinions have value. This is probably something we see a lot right now. We maybe saw this a lot going through COVID. We saw this a lot going through sort of the political environment we came through and maybe still exist within. So this maybe is that spot where we were talking about a lot of gaslighting that can happen. Like this is, this is a boundary that says, hey, you know what, like you, you have the right to your opinions and I have the right to my opinions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this is one that I think is very important to talk about because there's a lot of times that we hear people say things that maybe we don't like, but how horrible to just shut them up. You know, that's, uh, it's important for people to feel heard and you don't have to agree with them, but that's where a lot of wonderful conversation comes from. That's where, you know, where the growth as people come from is learning from each other, even when we have differing ideas and not dismissing someone's ideas and opinions, 100%. Yep, absolutely. Giving giving rise at least to hearing them out. Right. Yeah, 100%. The third boundary is an emotional boundary. An emotional boundary, maybe probably what we all associate with a boundary in the first place is like, hey, this is this is my heart you're talking about. Like my boundary is, is, you know, you're gonna stay true in this relationship. And you know, that what goes along with healthy relationship is what supports my emotional well being. Mm-hmm. Right. And so also with that is the give and take that you were talking about before is I can have this boundary, but if I make it too rigid, then I might make myself unavailable. Right. And now this can sometimes be energetically a whole different thing. And that's no longer a boundary that's walling up kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So there is also a difference between what's permeable and then what's just this rigid wall. Mm-hmm. And if you keep a rigid wall emotionally, especially with like a spouse, then that encourages them to have that rigid boundary also. So that can cut off all kinds of dialogue and communication, which we'll be talking about in a few weeks. But, you know, having a real rigid wall, especially with someone really close to you or even close friends, that changes the dynamics of that relationship. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Then the next one on the list is a monetary boundary. And I think that this is an interesting one. Like you think about sometimes in relationships like, hey, I'm going to go to the store and spend, you know, $50 or, oh, by the way, I just bought a new car. Like, right? Like you're like, wait, Mm -hmm. uh, should we talk about this money? (laughs) (laughs) Like I have a boundary. You don't just randomly buy cars and not tell me about it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Have you been in relationships with people before that have done stuff like that? I have. And it's very, it cuts to your soul when someone commits that financial infidelity. Yeah. Yeah. There is definitely um, some discourse that comes out of it, right? Like, especially depending on what it is. Like, I joke about a car, but it just even if it's not even a car, but it's, you know, maybe it's a thousand dollar expenditure that puts you tight for the month or tight mm-hmm. for the week or whatever it is that your financial situation is, if there isn't communication that's happening, like, right. And maybe it's not just like intermarital relationships, but maybe it's like, hey, you're partners with a person in a business and Mm -hmm. all of a sudden they make a financial decision for you that you're like, whoa, what the F, you know, like, uh, yeah, we need to talk about that. Like, right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. But you know, also we could even take it to even like our kids, 
because I do have lines. I if I if my kids want to borrow money, I never really assume it's a. I either give them money without putting you know my um, rules on it because if someone's going to go out and spend frivolously, that bothers my boundaries for finance, and so I may not want to loan money to people that might spend it in a way that I would not want it to be spent. So it kind of kind of helps you to decide: is this someone I would want to? loan money to my poor kids are listening going what are you talking about but (laughs) (laughs) it's so interesting because this goes along the lines too of like giving with the expectation of receiving right like and so that also is a boundary like if that is your boundary then that has to be communicated because if you give something and the person on the other side doesn't know that oh i have to give something equal value back right they're gonna stop talking to me like, right, because that becomes a boundary as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, definitely. I yes. I know I know someone who's definitely a person who gives, like, but it, the expectation is they want a, either a verbal or a written thank you. Well, see, if but I if give... You don't, if you don't know that, yeah. then yeah, you get then, cut then off. Then you're screwed. <laughs> you know, if I give, I just decided it's a gift period and I don't attach. So then I'm a little more careful about when I give. Yeah. Because if I, I don't, I don't like to tie something to it. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. interesting, but again, all boundaries. Yeah. And as long as you've communicated your boundary, that's one thing. And then if the person doesn't acknowledge your boundary, then that's on the perpetrator, right? But if right. you've given your boundary and then they honor your boundary, then you also need to say, okay, they honored it. Like, that's great. We're in a safe space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then the other one, and I think this is a really cool. So this is the fifth of the seven types is this is the internal boundary. And this is about self-regulation. So this is about expending your own energy. We all know people who are like, I'm just so done. I can't get up today. But we also know people who are like, I'm just run and run and run. And now I've got this thing to do and this thing to do. And they just don't stop. Like, right. So there's, I say that like I knowingly you and I. <laughs> <laughs> I know that person. Yeah. But, uh-huh. you know, and, and again, this is like you have to decide what is your safe boundary when it comes to self-regulation. And then what I would say, at least for me, is if this is my safe boundary and I know what my limit is, then I can't complain either because I know that my task list was these 14 things. And if I get through 14 things, I can't be like, I'm so tired. I did all my 14 things, right? Because that's my own self-regulation. So there's also that very careful, delicate balance there too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Number six is conversational boundary. And this is one of those things, again, where gaslighting can come into play, right? Because you think about conversational is, my boundary is, we're allowed to talk about these things and we're not allowed to talk about those things. Mm -hmm. And that can be gaslighting lighting for somebody who needs to get something off their chest, especially if the person's like, nope, this is my hard line. We do not talk about this. And then the other person's like, but I have feelings about this and I really need to speak with you about this. And I feel like we need to have a healthy conversation about it. And then once we've had the conversation, we can reset boundaries. You know what I mean? So sometimes Mm -hmm. that one's also really tricky to navigate because sometimes it's like, nope, 
we are not going there. And one of the yeah. things like in our house is definitely politics, religion. Like it's like, nope, we're not going to go there. Right. And if yeah. we do, it has to be like, okay, we're allotting this amount of time and raised voices are not going to happen. And if we get to that altered place, then we have to pause and stop before hurtful things are said, right? Like we have to have boundaries. Mm. Yeah. And then the big one is physical boundaries. And this would be the obvious like non-harming this is privacy like hey i'm i'm changing right now like yeah. my door is closed that's a boundary but it's also a safe boundary and can't be used against people either like it's like no i'm not going to slam the door in your face right has to be a safe boundary right mm -hmm. yeah i like i do not feel comfortable changing in front of people and i'm uncomfortable when people are changing in front of me unless it's like a really close friend or a family, but then I'm still like, you know, and so I, you know, that's, it's kind of one of those, my bubble, your bubble kind of things. And, you know, a lot of people just don't like to be even hugged and kissed and touched, especially in public. Some people don't want to hold hands. You know, have you ever reached up to hug a family member? And I've got one family member in particular that you go in to hug them and they want to be able to respond back, but that there, it really makes them comfortable and they get real rigid when you hug them. And so it is interesting to kind of play that because you don't want to end you don't want to involve yourself too much in someone's physical space if they are kind of, and I think that's something very important to keep people out of your physical space. And, you know, there is the sexual boundary too, when it comes to intimacy, because sexual comments, it doesn't even have to be physical touches, but sexual comments can be very upsetting to people. And so that's another boundary, you know, with some people you can maybe if you're like, whatever, you may feel comfortable in situations, but there's there's a lot of situations you have to be very careful with those kind of comments and touches. Yeah, 100% yeah. communicate clearly. And that's pretty mm -hmm. much touching on too. That's touching on conversational and physical and probably mm -hmm. emotional too. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Kat. So I'm looking at the time. We are clearly at our general normal <laughs> episode length. I have because we through... love to talk. We just <laughs> we love. Do love to talk. I have not gotten through nearly half. So it is clear we are going to turn this into a two-part series. Wow. Who knew this was going to be a two-parter? <laughs> I'm like all kinds of excited. <laughs> and so with that, folks, those of you who are listening, come back next week for part two of Boundaries, where we will go through some examples. We will go through book recs. Kat's got 10 ways to set healthy boundaries. And Tanya has a list of advantages. Yep. Tune back in. Tune back in. Perfect. I'm Kat Kahn. And I'm Tanya Rice. And this is Two Pittas on a Pod signing off. Thank you for listening to Two Pittas on a Pod. We're grateful you joined us. Join us again for more musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learned, laughed, and enjoyed this podcast. And we hope you will share your comments or questions. Email us at twopittasonapod at gmail.com. And like us on Facebook and Instagram at Two Pittas on a Pod.